Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. This will be a quick episode. I, it is 8.49 p.m. here in San Diego, and I am reading The Fountainhead by Ayn Rand. And if you haven't read it and you plan on reading it, I'm not going to give anything away, okay? Uh, but I do want to read a passage from the fountainhead for those because I've received so many letters from people or I say letters <laughs> like it's like it's 1913 up uh, a lot emails and messages through Instagram and, and Twitter with people sharing their despair and feeling like they're underwater and feeling like they can't find a way out or a glimmer of hope so I want to read to you a passage from The Fountainhead. And this is on page 544. It's a conversation between Howard and Gail. Howard is uh, the main character. And Gail is this very wealthy um, owner of a newspaper. He, he Basically, he runs the city because he owns the newspaper. He, you know, he's controlling information and news and uh, you know, people bow down to him. He's a very powerful man. But in this part of the book, as Gail and Howard are talking in his office, Gail says this, and I quote, and, and Gail's talking about his childhood. I'm sorry. All right. And I quote, there were times when it was pretty bad, evenings usually. Once I wanted to kill myself, not anger. Anger made me work harder, not fear but disgust. Howard, the kind of disgust that made it seem as if the whole world were underwater and the water stood still. Water that had backed up out of the sewers and ate into everything, even the sky, even my brain. And then I looked in that, at that kitten and I thought, it didn't know the things that I loathed. It could never know. It was clean, clean in the absolute sense, because it had no capacity to conceive of the world's ugliness. I can't tell you what relief there was in trying to imagine the state of consciousness inside that little brain, trying to share it, a living consciousness, but clean and free. I would lie down on the floor and put my face on that cat's belly and hear the beast purring, and then I would feel better. There, Howard, I've called your office a writing, all right, blah, 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 end quote. So the point I want to make is here's a, a character who was in despair, felt like he was underwater, trapped, surrounded, and then he saw a kitten and realized that th that cat has no awareness of what his experiences have been, has no awareness of the ugliness that exists in the world. And somehow that gave him solace. That gave him a place of peace. And, you know, he even uh, puts his face on the cat's belly and hears the beast. He calls it a beast. Now it's a, right, it was a cat. Now it's a beast. And he hears it purring. And then he felt better. There's a cat in your life somewhere that if you notice it and, and you 
think about life from the perspective of that cat. And when I say cat, I don't mean necessarily a feline. The cat could be a chair. It could be a bird. It could be blades of grass. But there are, there's something around you where if you look at it and, and you try to uh, take on the consciousness of that object, of that animal, of that beast, and try to see life through their eyes, it kind of gives levity to whatever we're experiencing. As Gail said, he felt better. Because it wasn't just enough for him to imagine the consciousness of the cat. He got close to it. He put his face on the belly. He heard it purring. And so the same thing with, with a, you can do this, do this with a cat or a child or maybe even a, a speaker. You know, there, there are times where I remember as a kid, I would hug my radio and feel the bass and, and, and just embrace it. And somehow I felt calmer. I felt held in return. People do this with pillows. And, for, you know, if you're thinking, well, this is a fictional character, you know, there's a... Uh, person I've mentioned or a book that I've mentioned in previous episodes called Unbroken. And they've not only is it a book, it's a movie because it's based on a true story of a guy who was headed to the Olympics as a runner. And then I think it was World War One or World War Two breaks out and he has to go to war. He goes in as a Air Force pilot. He gets shot down. He spends months I don't know if it was months. I think it was months, like three months at sea. Uh, it's finally rescued, but he's rescued by the enemy and uh, and then is held as a prisoner of war for a few years. And the name of that book is Unbroken. The book and the movie, Laura Hildenbrand, Angelina Jolie uh, produced it. It's an awesome, awesome, I, I recommend the book. I haven't seen the movie, but I've heard that the movie does it, does the book no justice. But even in that book, in this man's true story, he talks about being a prisoner of war, beaten, tortured, watching his friends be beaten, tortured, killed, the depravity around him. I think it's depravity. Depravity? Depravity. Around him. And he sees a chicken. And the chicken is just chickening away. Just, I don't know, what they pluck, 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 just, just going about his business. Bombs are going off. Shots are being fired. Men starve to death. And this chicken is pluck, pluck, pluck. And he talks about how it, that chicken got him through some horrendous periods in that camp. He was like, look at this chicken just living its life. It's not even like the chicken has no awareness of how horrendous things are right now for so many people. It's hanging out. Like if it knew it would take off. But, but day after day, this chicken is just pluck, 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 just carrying on. So find your cat. Find your chicken. Today's 
episode. I was going to say today's Leo Leo talks, but that was an old show I used to do. Uh, but I just want to hop in here and say that to you right now. A quick dose. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, remember, this podcast is not a substitute for you going to get help, for you calling a 988 or any of the international phone numbers that are available to you. Yeah, you can call, you can chat, you can te- you can do all the things. It's late. Um, know that we love you. I love you. I'm, I'm so grateful that you tune in. And, and the fact that you keep tuning in means you're still here with us. Let's get to tomorrow together.